Hi guys, it's your girl, The China Doll, and I'm back, 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 what? Back with another podcast. It's been a while, you guys, like, it's been a minute, it's been a minute, because, you know, life happens, I finished cosmetology school, I've passed my state board, I am licensed now, and life has been okay, it's been great, you know, but... Today's topic, my focus is definitely going to be on social anxiety disorder, and I say this because everybody keep messing with my girl, Summer Walker. Granted, you know, she used to be a little stripper and things like that, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't have social anxiety because she used to show her baddie to people, you know, and pay, they used to pay her and shit like that, but... We all know the feeling of being nervous or uncomfortable in in a social situation. Maybe you've clammed up when meeting someone new or gotten sweaty palms before making a big presentation. Public speaking or walking into a room full of strangers isn't exactly thrilling for everybody, but most people can get through it. If you have social anxiety disorder, though, the stress of these situations is too much to handle. You might avoid all social contact because things are other Things that other people consider normal, like making small talk and eye contact, make you feel so uncomfortable. All aspects of your life, not just the social, could start falling apart. This is what social anxiety is. Um, Social anxiety disorder, also known as social phobia, is one of the most common mental disorders. So if you have it, there's hope. The tough part is being able to ask for help. Here's how to know if your social silence has gone beyond shyness to a point where you know where you now need to see a doctor. Um, I'm gonna just take a pause right there because a lot of people um, nowadays are just bashing her, saying that you know she doesn't have social anxiety, and I'm sure these same people that's bashing her has also experienced some type of social anxiety. They just didn't recognize the signs to that. Now, with me, I have social anxiety, but you wouldn't even know that I have it because of how I am when I get around people. I'm always the upbeat one trying to make everybody laugh, but deep down inside, I'm so freaking nervous. I don't know what to say. I think that's why I make everybody laugh because I say the dumbest things out of my mouth. My palms get really sweaty. I do shake a lot. I overthink in my head and definitely overprocess the situations. So... Social anxiety is something that's very scary. And within the black community, we don't talk about mental health a lot as much as we should. Because anytime that someone comes to us that's of color, African-American descent, we always bash them and say, oh, well, you have to fix that on your own or ain't nothing wrong with you. You just crazy. You just overthink it. We kind of downplay the people who have these mental health issues. Now, when it comes to social anxiety, people tend to have trouble with talking to strangers, speaking in public, dating, making eye contact, entering rooms, using public bathrooms, going to parties, eating in front of other people, going to school or work, or starting conversations. Some of these situations might not be a cause or a problem for you. For example, giving a speech may be easy, but going to a party might be a nightmare. Or you could be great at a one-on-one conversation, but not stepping into a crowded classroom. 
being judged by others in social situations that's the overwhelming fear that we all have when we are dealing with social anxiety we don't want to be judged by others because everyone is so quick to judge one another when they have a mental disorder or when they're acting one way and they're perceived another um, being embarrassed or humiliated and showing it by blushing sweating or shaking accidentally offending someone because sometimes when you do have social anxiety you tend not to know what to say because your mind can be clouded because of the fears and the thoughts that your mind are telling you in your head um this feeling isn't the best feeling ever so like I said with the summer walker thing it's like you guys don't know how she feel when she gets on that stage performing in front of millions thousands and millions of people you don't know how she feels when she's meeting her fans one-on-one because some people like myself can feel feel other energies so when I get a bad vibe or a bad energy it makes me not want to be around that person it makes me like kind of shun them away and I just don't want to deal with that whole situation anymore so you guys just have to be very open to really learning about these different mental illness that us African Americans do have and that we're scared to speak on it. Um, but with social anxiety and anxiety, I'm sorry, again, the experience may be different for everyone. But if you have social anxiety and you're stressful in a situation, you might have physical symptoms like rapid heartbeat, muscle tension, dizziness and lightheadedness, stomach trouble and diarrhea inability to catch breath or an outer body sensation you may start having symptoms and getting anxiety immediately before an event or you might spend weekends worrying about it afterwards you can spend a lot of time and mental energy worrying about how you acted so that's another big thing with social anxiety um before something happens or before you know that you have to do something go somewhere see someone anything of that nature your anxiety is really in your head playing mind games with you so sometimes it is kind of harder to be strong-minded and to, and to try to trump that anxiety to tell that anxiety i'm gonna go in there and speak to someone today about such and such or i'm gonna go perform this little rap that i wrote in front of this crowd now or i'm gonna do this live my makeup on live even when you're like on facebook and like sometimes with me when i'm on facebook and i'm doing hair and I'm like thinking I want to go live but yet my anxiety is like no what if people judge your hairstyle that you're doing on the client what if people say something bad that you're doing something wrong when you're live like you just think about all the bad things that could possibly happen beforehand before you actually proceed to do it and then it makes you not want to do it anymore because now you're thinking about what others may say so with social anxiety that is a big thing about what other people will think and it's just like now this girl is getting bashed and beat up because of what other people are thinking and they haven't even walked a day in her shoes even if she wasn't famous from the beginning she's been telling people she didn't wish to be famous she just wished she could write songs without the fame and that's it because of her social anxiety even with her stripping she said she did she does have social anxiety but she needed a way out she needed money for her family to take care of her family so she had to get really drunk really high or whatever her choice of demon was and i totally understand that because as i got older and did start to go to parties 
my family who knows me know that I'm a party animal. I'm the life of the party. I love to dance when I'm around my family because those are people that I know. Now, outside of that, when I'm at a club or maybe with friends, I do have to get really drunk. I do have to get high or anything of that nature to even shake a little leg because, honey, low-key, I'd be shy. So it's just like, this social anxiety is really nothing to play with. If you know someone who's suffering from social anxiety, try to make it easier for them with talking to them, asking if you can go with them anywhere, or did you want to rehearse your lines that you may have to say or how you would approach this person. Maybe they have to go to an interview. You can do mark interviews with them. Like, It's so much, it's so many avenues that you can take to help someone. But you just have to be open to that. You cannot be judgmental when it comes to social anxiety because that may be your best friend and you you perceive your best friend as knowing that person as this way. But when that person is around other people other than you and you see them another way, that social anxiety is taken over. And that's when you have to step in to be that friend or that mom, that dad, that sister, that brother that uncle auntie whomever to make sure that that person is okay mentally because we be going through it mentally guys and it's just like we just need that one person who understands no matter who you are we just wish someone would just get it because being sociable and that social butterfly is one thing but having that social anxiety towards things that you don't know things that aren't um what's the word things that aren't familiar with you that's when that social anxiety comes into play so it's so many different avenues different things that you can do to counteract your social anxiety it's different um you can start meditating you can have those little mock sessions if you have to speak um you can have you can write things down definitely say affirmations if you're going into a place you know say some affirmations that'll kind of get that negative social anxiety energy out of your head and that those are a couple of things that do help me in the long run so it's just like it's hard to explain to someone who doesn't suffer from social anxiety but to sit someone down and they just listen to you and it gives someone a better understanding. So before you bash someone with social anxiety or any other mental health issue that's going on within themselves, check yourself first. Ask yourself, have I listened to their story? Have I listened to how they struggle? Have I listened to how I can be of help without judgment? And I think I'm going to just wrap it up right there because, you know, it's it's a lot I can go on with this social anxiety. It's so many avenues we can touch. And I think I'm definitely going to break this down into many segments along the way, guys. So definitely great to talk to you guys again. Definitely support. I support those who support me. So if you're supporting me in this podcast, leave a thumbs up, leave a comment, leave a review, like, share, post it on your page. Once again, it's your girl, The China Doll, back again with the Elevated Mental Podcast. And I'm out. Peace, love, and abundance, y'all. up y'all 
it's your girl, the China doll. And this podcast is going to be really emotional, really touchy with different subjects. Um, you know. Um, I hope everyone is having a great new year so far. Um, it is the 6th of February, you know, it just seems like the months are just going to fly by and we're going to be in 2021 before you know it. Um, but today what I want to talk about is definitely very touchy for me because it's something that I recently experienced and I never knew that I needed so much. Um, so we're definitely talking about facing your perpetrator, um, facing that person who may have hurt you, hit you, molested you, um, robbed you, whomever, just facing that person. How does that make you feel, you know? So, um, backstory, a good friend of mine was supposed to come to Florida where I was residing at the time, um, to come see me, but with the untimely passing of my grandfather, um, I had to come back to my hometown of Washington, D.C., and I was, you know, everything worked out, because I still got to see my friend, you know, I went to my grandfather's funeral, and, you know, grieved him, spent time with family, and this was, like, right around Thanksgiving of last year, so my mom's birthday is the 26th of November, um, I came to D.C. like on the 15th of November, so we wound up staying until my mom's birthday and for Thanksgiving and leaving that Sunday. Um, well, during Thanksgiving, um, we went to my uh, my cousin's house, and me not knowing that my other cousin would be there, um, it's just like... I, my anxiety when I walk through that door and walk all them, up them, those steps to see his face, when I say my anxiety was through the roof, um, it was, if I can describe it, um, I started picking at my nails, I started getting really fidgety and antsy and like I just couldn't function. You know, but I spoke to everyone except for him, but I just kept looking at him dead in his eyes, like dead in his eyes, because I don't know if he thought he'll ever see me again because I was living in Florida and things like that. So the bad side of me was telling me, you know, let's just go. We don't want to deal with this. You know, we're having a great day. Let's not ruin it, you know. But the other side of me was like, all of this happened for a reason. The universe and God brought you to this moment for a reason. Because um, this teenager at the time hurt the little girl inside of me at eight years old 
and that teenager at the time was well aware of what he was doing. And that teenager at the time broke me in ways that I could never imagine. (laughs) That teenager at the time had full control over my life ever since I was eight years old. And there is the pain, the mental trauma, there is no words to describe the mental trauma that I've dealt with, that I still deal with, and it, uh, facing him was like one of the biggest accomplishments ever in my life because since a little girl you've been controlling me you've had my mind thinking that I can't be great You had me thinking that, you know, all I'm great for is to be used and abused. You had me thinking that I would never be good enough. You traumatized me. You made it hard for me to trust anybody, not just men, anybody. You made it hard for me to want to bear a child in this world and have them around family you made it hard for me growing up you made it hard for my adult life you just made that little girl in me grow up so fast and Facing him helped me so much because when I walked up those steps, held my head high and said to myself, today is the day everything stops. Today is the day that I leave the thoughts that used to haunt me here. Today was the day on Thanksgiving that I told myself we're not questioning why he did this to me anymore today we're going to show him you're still breathing you're still in your right state of mind you are a bright young woman you have no control over me And being able to be in that house for about two and a half, three hours around him. And it was only like 10 or 11 other family members. I really felt great about myself because I faced my abuser. Granted, I didn't say anything to him. 
but he was quiet the whole time. We, he never made eye contact with me, but I made sure I kept making eye contact with him to let him know, you know, this, you don't have a hold on me anymore. I win. I finally take back my life. I finally have the courage to sit around you. I have the courage to see you in the flesh without wanting to retaliate, you know? But I've allowed you to break me. And you didn't even really break me. You broke that little girl. That little girl that's still with inside of me that I've been trying to let go of, you know, for a very long time. But you just want that closure. And sometimes you don't need that closure. You just have to forgive and move forward, you know. Um... It feels so good because I was really on the edge of committing suicide because of the the situation. Like, just living on edge, just living wild and careless, you know, careless about my body because of the things that happened to me. Even though he wasn't my only abuser, he's the one that had the heaviest impact on my life. So facing him was like I'm facing all my abusers. And it just felt so good. It felt like a big relief, you know? So I don't know if anybody else out there in the world has faced their abuser. But when you do, you be a big boy a big girl about it don't let them have a hold on you ever because you never know how much how much that person has a hold on you and when you look back on your life you just see the things that you did and Sometimes they say, you know, you can't keep using your past as an excuse. But when you have it comes to term, when you have it come to term with your past and confronted your past, your life is going to be turmoil. That's what people don't understand. They want you to suck it up and be strong. Forgive and forget. I'm a forgive, but I won't forget. These are the things that shaped me. These are the things that I found my strength from. These are the things that taught me how to be very strong-minded. And I am grateful now that I've made, you know, amends within myself and confronted him and was able to be around him. I made a pact to myself that you won't dwell on your past no more when it comes to that situation. You're done. You won. Even though he's not locked up, dead, I would wish he was, but God will deal with him. 
So I won. I win. He lost. He still have to live with what he did. Granted, I hope he never did it to anybody else. But that was one of the biggest accomplishments of my life. And I don't know. It's just... I just feel for other girls out there who's silent about things that happened years ago or something that happened recently or I just want you women to know even men who's been molested by women or men like you're gonna get your day one day where you're like free of that person you're not in their mental jail anymore granted I still deal with other problems mentally but my biggest problem is literally off my chest it's off my heart it's off my mind have I forgotten? never have I forgave him? of course I have and now it's just about me moving forward you know so I take it a day at a time. We're not perfect. I try to put all that, you know, those negative thoughts, that negative energy into something very positive. Um, and I just live my life. And I'm just proud of myself at 27, the things that I've accomplished, you know, my past helped me create this podcast. My past helped me create Elevated Mental, my nonprofit that I'm working on. I'm just proud of myself. And I want to tell myself, I love you. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are so strong you're gonna be a mogul one day so just keep pushing forward keep loving yourself keep putting you first and everything else will align alright y'all so I'm just gonna wrap it up right there And you know how I do. Peace, love, and abundance, y'all. I love you. You love you. Thanks for tuning in. Like, share, tag a friend.